You are listening to the Zero DB podcast feed. Actually, uh, before I go into it, why don't you uh, tell me your first time? Because I know that mine is going to be quite a long story. Hi, and thanks for watching and listening to the ZeroDB podcast feed. We've got some new things coming your way, and it's going to be a show called Reactions and Reviews. But in the meanwhile, listen to some old shows I did with John Clark talking about Halloween. All of the Halloweens from the franchise. Enjoy. Welcome, John. How's it going? It's going good. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk about something. Uh, we're discussing a favorite movie of ours, and that's Halloween, the original John Carpenter's Halloween 1978. Yeah, that's right. This is the first episode, and and, and this is more like an in-depth look with like thoughts and stuff. I mean, we just watched it. I mean, I've, I've watched it probably ten times in the last like six months lately because we've been talking about this. But like, we both recently watched it within like the last 24 hours. That's true. And um, I know you took some notes. Quite a bit of notes. Quite yes. Quite a bit of notes. Um, and before you get to those notes, yes. I'd like to ask you first, do you remember the first time watching Halloween? Absolutely. Um, actually, uh, before I go into it, why don't you uh, tell me your first time? Because I know that mine is going to be quite a long story. But oh, okay, I, I do want to okay, tell it. Okay. So, Unless yours is longer, I'm not <laughs> no, sure. No, no, no. It's actually not that long because I was thinking about it today. Um, it was probably between the years of like 87 and 89 when it was like 7th, 8th grade. (laughs) (laughs) Where I remember during the summer uh, there was two friends of mine and we would hang out it was either like Sunday afternoons and we would just rent like four or five movies. Oh my god! And like this time, it'd be like we'd be like, "Oh, let's get all the Halloweens or whatever, whatever it was up oh, to yeah. then. Maybe four of them or whatever." Marathon because the parents had to rent them because they were right. or whatever, you know. And at that time, there was only four or five out. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to look at like the the, the timeline and see what we were watching. So right. we do like Halloween. We do Friday the Thirteenth. We did Nightmare on Elm Street. Like we went through all the classics like that. So I don't remember specifically watching Halloween. Uh, if there's one movie I specifically remember watching that I wasn't supposed to watch that scared the crap out of me was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. But Halloween, you know, everything was definitely something that I was just like, oh my God, Halloween's crazy because of like just the music. That was like the first thing I ever played on the piano. You know, I was just like, oh, you know, just like, dude, I can do Halloween. You know, it's the best. So yeah, that's probably. I mean, it must have happened seventh, eighth grade, the summers of seventh, eighth grade. Right. I mean, I can't imagine it happening any other time. Right. All right. So mine. It's crazy that I remember this, but um, so I was. I think I was either seven or eight. And it was Halloween, Halloween night. And I had come home from a trick-or-treating, and Halloween was on. And it was halfway through the mo- uh, like, of the movie, and I was just 
shoving candy down my throat and um, wasn't really paying attention. But then the end happened when, you know, she finally sees, yeah, like she sees all of her dead friends. Oh, the revealing. The revealing and then the best chase of all time. Yeah. Um, Scariest chase for sure. That happened and I was sucked in. I was like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. This is awesome. Immediately obsessed. But. Well, how old were you? I might have been eight oldest. And obsessed with the movie Halloween or Halloween in general? That scene. So I was, I loved. That scene when she walks in and there's the tombstone? After that, when they're. Okay. When he's on the chase and he's going after her and she's freaking out. The, uh, the whole end, like after that, is awesome. Yes. But I thought that that was Jason. <gasps> I was eight years old and because of pop culture I knew Jason and I saw a guy trying to kill somebody in a white mask I was like yeah. it's before he got the the uh, hockey mask this is, this is what I told myself so I was like it's awesome it's awesome so you're like obsessed but incorrect right so the next year I still hadn't seen because I, I probably wasn't allowed to be watching it when right. I did watch it right. so I told my mom that I wanted to be Jason so she went to the local movie store or whatever and asked a bunch of uh teenagers what is jason if my son wanted to be jason what kind of clothes should i buy him so got jason outfit and, and the hockey mask and i was like all right cool i'm gonna be later jason it's fine it's fine <laughs> i still didn't know so the next summer at camp i was telling the, uh, some kid the story of you know the end chase scene and I was saying yeah and Jason did this and he did that and this kid was older and he's like what are you talking about that's Halloween you're talking about Michael Myers and I was like what what is that what is that and I felt stupid but I was (laughs) very intrigued so that fall right before Halloween I started hanging out with somebody who became a very close friend of mine, Joe Mead, and his mom was obsessed with horror movies. So as I became closer friends with him, I just watched more and more horror movies, but the first one that I wanted to watch, because she had all of them. She had all of them. It's still on DVD. No, this is on VHS. Okay, all right. (laughs) All right. All right. right. I'm not that young. (laughs) Um... I wanted to watch Halloween, and she called my mom, and she's like, "Is it okay if he really?" Wants? She's like, "Yeah, it's fine. He's he's you know he's watched worse." Got this. And watched it, and I, it was it changed my life completely. I was obsessed with horror movies more than I already was. Like after that, and I needed to watch every single Halloween, every single Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. So that began the. Uh, the, how my brain got all this ridiculous what, what horror movie, movie knowledge. Was it like... It's the perfect... It's the want, first did slasher. Did you want to like do prosthetics and stuff like that? Or like did you want to like make movies? Or you just I really did. I just did. Watch- At some point I did. I had a bunch of scripts. Like, So after um, Halloween H2O came out, before <laughs> Resurrection came out, um, I wrote my own Halloween 8. Oh, and interesting. Do you still have that? Uh, I have it in a notebook somewhere, 
But then we're definitely gonna read. That. And then me and my best friend Park filmed some scenes of it when we were in like sixth grade. And is that still around? That's around. Yes. Oh yes. Every couple of years it comes out. And then after Halloween Resurrection came out, we'll have an exclusive on the site. I think Park would be not happy about that. I think it's gonna have we'll to happen, pay right? Fifty bucks. <laughs> Where were we? Um, so you're obsessed. <laughs> I'm still obsessed. You're still obsessed. Yeah. Um, so that's your first time. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was Halloween first one that you watched first. Yes, absolutely. And then from there, did you start watching them in order? I it didn't happen like that. Um, it's whatever she had. Right. Okay. So, so she probably had like two, she, I, four. I don't think she had two. I think I had to buy two on my own. Like I went and actually bought it. Um, she had like Season of the Witch. No, she. I think she had like. I mean, four was like the. Pop she probably hit. only had one actually, All because right. after we, she saw that I was getting into it and her son was, you know, interested. She subscribed to this VHS club, and she just started getting them all. And so it's like, okay, let's watch this the, Friday, the, like, that Columbia Friday. House it, for VHS. Yeah. It was awesome. I spent a lot of time there. That's great. Yeah, it was really cool. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, Trish. Yeah. Oh, my VHS aren't here in a different room. You got books, though. Lots of books. Books and pictures. Books and pictures. Baby pictures. Wedding pictures. Um, <laughs> now... Did you know Halloween first as like a horror movie, or did and did you know who like John Carpenter was? I found out about uh, John Carpenter much later. Just from the, like the, the credits that just says John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm sure I had I, I had to know who this guy was that uh, made it, and I, I don't think I saw any of his other movies until probably high school, and I think it was The Thing, first. Well, I guess it would be second, right? Right. And that blew me away, and, and that led me to um, um, Escape from New York. And then I think I actually did go and get Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, what about you, though? I don't think I knew who John Carpenter was. I think I came to John Carpenter through Kurt Russell. Hell yeah. <laughs> Your fave. Yeah, yeah. Because... I was thinking about it today. I was just like, when did I finally like, when did I finally like Big Trouble in Little China? Like, when did I think that was so awesome? Yeah. There must have been a point in my childhood that, I mean, I've always been obsessed with like samurai films, uh, more samurai than like karate or Chinese films. It was definitely samurai Japanese type stuff, but like, I don't know. I mean, Big Trouble in Little China had like the whole like, lore you know mm -hmm. chinese japanese lore and stuff and like i thought that was really cool and i think i might have seen that because i first might have seen the golden child which was a mm. ripoff basically with eddie murphy with eddie murphy i've seen that i have not seen big trouble in little general oh yet i know i'm sorry god i know we've talked oh about this oh my god oh my god oh my it's god. it's gonna happen when we do the uh, john carpenter podcast yeah sorry. and that's the thing it's just like it's gonna be exciting so this just happened with me with um Dylan uh, Villeneuve, or is it Villeneuve, the director writer who did uh, a Blade Runner? Yeah. Okay. So he did Blade Runner. He also did um, 2049, right? 
Yeah, he okay. al- but he also did the, uh, what was that called? Um, Arrival. Oh, dude, that was awesome. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I loved Arrival. I, I loved Blade Runner. And yeah. And Claudia was like, I think you like his work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, these different movies, Big Trouble in China, Halloween, um, They Live, like, like yeah. all those movies, I remember, like, at some point in my adulthood, I was like, oh, wait, that's all from the same guy. And I was just like, oh, so this guy is kind of like a Wes Craven. Right. Because Wes Craven, I think, brought me into, like, the whole Freddy world. Right. Because, like, you know. And Whatever. he did like the whole... other hills have eyes, and later he did yeah. scream. Right, he's 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 got a bunch too. Right, so like, yeah, there's been this like evolution revolving thing about what came first, the movie or the director writer. Right, you know, like right. So I don't know. It's like all this is bringing back. Because I mean, there's a period in my life, like seven years, where I was like on the road. So like, right. I wasn't watching movies. I wasn't giving a crap about movies, you know. Right like now, I'm like, give it to me all. And there's a and there's a lot. <laughs> and there's a lot. And all the really old cool. classics are beautiful. Yeah. You know, like you start watching this stuff, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. Like I'm loving this as like film yeah. over just like being a flick. Yeah. You know. And he's it's the same thing with uh, James Cameron for me. So like I knew. Halloween, and that got me into John Carpenter, and then it spread to the, a bunch of his his other films, and then I knew uh, Terminator, and that led me to James Cameron, and then all of his films, and it's 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 like a web, you know, it's right, awesome. right, right, right. That's pretty awesome. Um, so going on the whole John Carpenter thing, like, what do you know nowadays? Like, how do you look at him nowadays compared to how you just thought of him? back in the day more of like a just random like now are you more into him like do you follow him do you know him more like oh he's doing these projects he's a musician and right this and that or back then it's like oh it's just some filmmaker guy that makes scary movies i definitely am into him more than i was when i was a little kid i'd have to say i was probably more into him in high school when i was finding out about like all these other movies and seeing them for the first time um but I am excited to get really into him, right? In the future, right. While we're doing this, like we've been discovering lately, like more of his music side. Exactly. So it's like that brings me to that other question: it's like, is he a better filmmaker or a musician? <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of people, it seems like they don't like his films or they don't like his style. I definitely do. Um, he's what made have you some heard that they films, don't like but about it, though? I just think that they don't understand it or they think he's it's like not good you know it's like the quality is not good he, he and stays with his patience cheesy he's and... a patient like film unraveler because mm-hmm. like a lot of the movies i watch of his like i know that the like the first half of it i need to be patient yeah he's creating some kind of a vibe mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you're just like oh crap Right. You know, like, because you're just like, oh, I've been so patient and now it's happening. Right. And then it's all of a sudden it's a freaking snowball effect. The next thing you know, you're just like, what just happened? Boom, it's over. What I think is really interesting about uh, John Carpenter is that he is a director who also writes a lot of the scores for yes. his, his movies. That's yes. not that's not very common, is it? No. And no. they're some of the most 
popular scores for any movie in the history of movies. Right. And um, I'm not, I mean, I guess when I was younger, I didn't like the whole synthy, like, uh, right. And I think right. I really right. didn't right. like it because Halloween 2, he redid the music with synthesizers. Yes. And I think that the first one's music is so awesome and beautiful and classic that I think it kind of ruined it. So when I got into his other movies and I heard, you know, like all of his 80s movies is heavy synthesizer. Oh, yeah. But now that's just I mean, his style, you know? came out. Right. And, like, it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> the instrument of the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Arpeggios, too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because... Last night I saw the thing on the big screen, right? And which was amazing. But like the funny thing is, like you know, over there at the Alamo, the guy comes out and talks about the film before that, and he was talking about that this this is like the first time that the soundtrack was not John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Wow! It was what's his face? Um, I'm looking it up now, but he was a well known. Really, because now. Thinking back about it, it it does feel like it's it was it was done by him. Right, that's what I was saying. Like the guy who did the music Sounds. is well known for what he does, but he basically did a John Carpenter type right. score, and it was a good choice by him to do that because it suits his like all of his movies, really. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. So I mean, if you have a sound, of course, if you get hired to do it, you're gonna want to like do it that way you know um what do i got left basically it's like what other before we get into like your the actual the movie, movie um i guess off the top of your head what other john carpenter stuff can you rattle off the top of your head that you like you know instead of trying to think of getting all meta on it or whatever like I mean, I guess I really haven't seen enough of his movies to really give a good answer on that one. Right. I've seen this one. He had a little bit to do with, with Halloween 2. Um, I've seen The Thing. I've seen Assault on Precinct 13. I've seen um, Escape from New York. I've seen Escape from L.A. I've I don't tr- remember seeing Escape from L.A. I, I saw it when I was younger. Um I remember enjoying it, but I've read things about it that, you know, now being older and the critics and stuff. And it right, was, right, right, right. It was not, not liked. I remember one thing. I think we talked about this. The uh, the acid rain. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everybody's kind of, like, burnt or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, from yeah. the acid rain. Yeah. Um, we definitely got to watch that one, though, too. I mean, going back to the Kurt Russell thing... Um, <laughs> After I mentioned something on the podcast I did with Claudia, I was just like, oh, no, no. When I saw the thing on the big screen, that did the anchor thing, um, I was like, I'm really into Kurt Russell. And then I went on FMTB and I like I looked at all the Kurt Russell movies and I'm like, I kind of like, <laughs> I don't even like half. I haven't seen half the stuff he's done. So like I, I, I the things I love about Kurt Russell are like a handful of movies. Right. So I'm like, okay, so how much of a Kurt Russell fan am I? 
And are all those movies, they're not all John Carpenter movies, but right. the majority of them are. Tango and Cash? Yeah. <laughs> Tango and Cash was great. You know why? Because cause it was, they used the, one of the guys, was it Gabriel Tango or Gabriel Cash? <laughs> but the fact that his first oh, name his Gabriel name, right? was a big deal for me. I was just like, see, I'm not a freak. You know, like I don't have like a different name, you know, kind of thing. But, okay, so now, I think now we're going to get into like, we're going to get into Halloween. Okay. Um, you watched it? You I took notes? I did watch it last night. Yes. You took notes. With Kristen, with and, Kristen. and she helped She helped with a lot of these notes. I was very proud of her. Now, are um, we going to dive into this chronologically? Basically, from the I think that we should just because I it? took notes that way. And I so think it's the easiest. Okay. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, <Halloween>. presenting... <laughs> John Clark's notes about mm. John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween masterpiece Halloween Ma- masterpiece yes. Halloween yeah yeah so, okay so, so so talk to me through this so uh, the first thing I have uh, written is the name of the movie Halloween Halloween okay okay but it starts with that music just comes right in and we talked enough about the music but that was the first thing that hooks you in that awesome music terrifying you know something tense. bad oh yeah it's tense. very tense and that happening it's just yeah the bpms ooh. the yes. whole thing going on um and then you see the shot of the pumpkin i always had a problem with this pumpkin i thought it was uh it looked crappy when i was a kid i know i always thought i was like my problem was the slice through. yeah it's like it's like you not very to do well the done slice through for that no you can you can still make it without the slice through <laughs> I was like, that's just sloppy. <laughs> I know it's low budget, but... Yeah, yeah. I think this I movie costs like $300,000 to make or like something $300. like that. $300? <laughs> they shot in like three weeks for $300,000 or yeah. something. It's ridiculous. I mean, props to um, them for like, literally, props department for the leaves, you know, filming in California. So, what did you think about the opening sequence that was just one camera shot great very um great. very reminiscent of psycho cool i get a lot of uh, psycho right vibes from the this last sure. time i did watch it i did watch it with my wife claudia who's a big psycho fan mm-hmm. so um a fan of psycho <laughs> <laughs> um so she came at it looking at it like oh wow look at these shots remember those stairs shots and like these shots that are very psycho-like. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. So it was a totally different way that, like, changed it for me, you know? It's it's awesome. It's just one shot. You're seeing the teenagers fooling around. Um, and you don't know who this, this person is. You see this person put on a mask. See this person go to a uh, drawer and pull out... A, a knife uh, did you get the feeling it was a child um I there's a height to the, the counter thing is thing. I've seen it so many times and yeah, I know who it is that I can't to, remember that yeah. that first time um but the only uh, thing is uh, did the you know says Michael's around here somewhere okay there you go then I didn't I didn't I saw it last night didn't remember them saying that yeah, he was just like, hey, are we alone? She's like, Michael's around here somewhere. And he's like looking out from the outside, like doing his breathing thing already. 
uh, did you know that um, the uh, hand that goes in and grabs is uh, Deborah Hill's hand? No. Who who wrote it with a John Carpenter? That's great. Because she's a woman, they probably wanted a smaller hand. Oh, right. So she put on so the a uh, younger hand. Yeah. And she went and grabbed nice. it. Um, and it had to be a kitchen knife. It's it's the best. That uh, that kitchen knife is so menacing and Do you know like be getting stabbed like, with it. That they specifically said I wanted to be a kitchen knife. I don't know about that. That's interesting, right? I'm sh- I wonder probably, like, why they the picked. What's the biggest knife they got? And back then it was probably the, the that, butcher knife. Yeah, that makes sense. Or the cut, or whatever that's called, the chef's knife, or whatever. Because I don't know if if there even was that thing, you know. Michael Myers has the butcher knife. Jason has the machete. Freddy has the glove. I don't think they even maybe didn't even right. think like that back Although then. Although Michael Myers did do a lot of strangling. Right. That's true. He only used the knife successfully twice. Yeah, or he would strangle for a while and then just finish it off when he got tired. Of we'll it. talk about that later because yeah, okay. I'm a little upset about that part. <laughs> um, um, and uh, Kristen noticed the little kid's breathing. Yeah, it's different than because uh, there's br- there's breathing. He breathes throughout this whole movie. I don't even know if you can hear him doing it in any of the other movies, but it's very creepy. And when the child is breathing, it sounds more um, hyper. Yeah, frantic, more human instead of like like animalistic yeah, and like the child. Uh, yeah, a faster heartbeat. Right, and if he's already a psycho. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> His adrenaline is pumping. Right. There's something that get something snaps. Something snaps. I don't know what happened or why this person uh, did this, and I think that's the way to keep it. That makes it way scarier. And in uh, the rest of the movies, I don't know why, but they tried to uh, to answer that that question: Why is he like this? Why does he kill? Right. Why right. does he do all this? And um, because. In, in the first it's not as one, good as this one. It not really in isn't. two. In the first one, we do not establish that she is related to Michael at all. Right. At all. Right. That's a big question, you know. Have Have you ever seen the um, the a TV version of this movie? No. Um, they apparently reshot or or shot more stuff like when they filmed Halloween two. And uh, John Carpenter was filming, uh, you know, like extra scenes for it. He didn't direct it, but he did, like, you know, like like after the original movie was done, he went back and did more. Right, right. He filmed stuff for the TV version of Halloween 1, because when they took was all it like the... more PG type stuff? They took all the nudity out and all these, the stuff they couldn't oh, show out. So the time was, was much shorter. So he went and filmed stuff with... Loomis at the uh, sanitarium and all this stuff, and like, sister is written in blood on the, the I thing. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, because that's on the when mirror. when you watch it on on TV, that's the one that you see. Oh my goodness! So that, that changes fir- everything. That might have been the first time I saw it. Right. That's true. I didn't. It's but it that changes everything because in my mind, the first one, it's not his sister. It's not. And wait, who? Lori? Yeah. Right, but the girl in the beginning is. The girl in the beginning is, yes. Yes. But he could have just said, he, he could have just wrote s- sister talking about his dead sister. Yeah, yeah. You're right, I didn't think about that. 
But that's weird that they went back when they were doing Halloween 2 and filmed more stuff. And I think they added stuff that they cut to and they just compiled and yeah. just filled it up. And look, I got to tell you, I mean, like, just the fact that they announce that the new one is going to, like, only start after one. Right. When you watch it now in that mindset, you're just like, look, they've never said anything about her being his sister. We're going to talk about that later, aren't we? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. What else you got on your notes? All right. So the something that i never really noticed the f- the freeze shot when they pull his his uh, mask off his his parents michael and yes, they pull his mask yes. off which by the way the mom is terrible they're they're like is that the mom for real like i i, the I have whole a wife thing feels mom, weird right and she just she be be like freaking out freaking out right this kid has a bloody knife yeah but the the crane shot you know it's pulling up beautiful and everybody's frozen yes and i never i just never realized that that's the kind of shot that they were going for like a like that type of thing frozen with in the, time frozen in time like frozen I, in time it seems so strange to watch it this time and like kind of out of place in yeah. the movie yeah in the, you know how the rest of it goes it was very weird definitely unnecessary to to keep in for me because right. it's classic but it was a little weird last night watching yeah. that I, ha- I definitely scene. still have a problem with the mom right um next thing i have is um why is michael being taken out of the sanitarium to be in front of a judge it's why? been what 15 years 15 years because loomis spent eight trying to keep him out he spent, spent eight trying to reach him seven trying to keep him, keep him in. locked in i think he says yeah. later in the movie so i guess this would be like year number eight He's going for the hearing. I guess you're right. This is it's coming up on. Well, no, it's a year fifteen. Yeah. He's been locked away the whole time. Yeah. I mean, one of the very few times you think you could almost see his face. He's crawling on the car. Um, I think we talked about this today. The um, the alarm, his his yeah. mask. Yes. He has his mask so early in the movie. But then later on, when... Did he have it when he got the mechanic outfit, when he killed the mechanic on the way to Haddonfield? I don't know if he had it then, but he definitely has it when he starts stalking them. Yeah, when he drives by even Billy. Yeah. When Billy drops, falls with his pumpkin. Right. He's driving by wearing the mask. Tommy. Tommy. Billy. Tommy. Tommy. That's from Friday the thirteenth yeah. part four. Tommy <laughs> So but but here's the thing, it's like I feel like he sees Lori first when she puts the key under the mat. And you said this but the she, other day and I never with, thought about this. But she's with Tommy. You're right, you're right. So but like he sees them, why does he single them out? And want to kill them because they came he to the house. Out Tommy, he does. He he watches him. He and that scary scene where yeah. he's he's running away and he runs into him. Well, Tommy oh. does it. The bully does. The bully does. You're right. Oh yeah. my god, it's so scary. And then Tommy just walks across. He just follows him with the car. Yeah, he's all sad because his pumpkins squashed. Yeah, bastard kids. <laughs> Bullies. Mean. There's a bully thing going on, you know. Right. Um, I have a. I love all the uh, girl talk in it. Like it's it's it seems oh, and like all three girls are walking together. Yeah, it and stuff. seems like 
it's it's total like um, real and like it makes you really be like oh I know they're gonna die this is gonna be, this is I feel bad for them very sex in the city yeah it is very sex in the city but they're gonna die they're gonna die and they're like all they're talking about is like what all the stuff that they have to do tomorrow like oh I gotta do this and then they have no idea no that, idea that this psychotic person who has no relation to any of them is gonna kill them for no reason that's what's just so scary about it. Just to draw in Lori? What? Is it just to draw in Lori? The other people that he kills? Well, he sets it up, right? He he presents all of them. Because he kills all of them, so she has to come over across the street. And I never realized, but that scene when she's come up the stairs, and there's really no lights on in the house, and just the door is closed but it's cracked a little bit and the light shining through and i know what's on the other side it's so scary oh my god i have that in my notes yes <laughs> that was serious um this i th- this movie is so different from any of the other ones the tone of it the way that he acts um it's so different he's so much creepier and he stalks. He stalks throughout the entire movie. He's a stalker. He's a he great creeper. He doesn't He's do it in the rest creeper. of them. He's like always watching them. And like in broad daylight, it's like, and he can get away with it with his mask because it's Halloween. Right. And it's also like he's learning. You know, he's learning. Like he's following them around. He's right. Because he hasn't been on. out in. He's been and the whole time staring at a wall for 15 years. He's telling you, this guy's a psycho. He's telling you the story. He's bringing you in. He's, he's bringing psycho. you up to date on the past. He he was he he's he's so patient mm-hmm. that he's a psycho. He was able to stay quiet for seven years. So he's holding some shit in. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that um, it wasn't actually fall? Oh, where they filmed it. Yeah, it was filmed in the spring, so they had to make all those leaves the and leaves blow them around. On the trees are so green. green. <laughs> are so green. And these are little things, but yeah, watching like, it in this way, where we're trying to analyze it and stuff, I totally picked that up. That was that was that was a, that was a giveaway. It's hard to go a little negative. Like I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be a, that guy that movie. just talks about how like, well, look at that. Like, there's no stab wounds in the sister when he stabs right. her, and like, it's understood for me, right? And like I get it, yeah. And and I also I feel like I'm also like smart enough to know that there was probably budget constraints, right? And like, and I the, get it. The time maybe for like you know like, yeah, like a mainstream movie to do maybe that. Maybe he, he didn't want to spend ten thousand dollars on freaking stab marks. And on that's his not what what it's about or what it was about. No, it's what's back understood then. of what's going on. Right. It's about the story, which was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's about how scared you were. You were still scared shitless. Exactly. But. That was. That it wasn't was about the gore. It was before the gore. Yeah, it was it, just slasher. in the eighties is is really when like it came Psycho. and started exactly. Yeah, and and on Psycho. On Psycho, the crazy thing was is that she dies in the beginning. Right. In this Very one, she doesn't die. Unexpected. She lasts till the end. You know, you think everyone's going to die. And that's mother and daughter. Yeah, you think everyone's going to die, but she survives. Um, I think we talked about this today too. Um, when Michael drives by the crime scene where he just robbed the, the mask, store. the rope, the knives, right. 
and Loomis is there and he's looking the other way and he goes right behind him. Never noticed that for years as a as a kid. I didn't I, notice I, that. I feel like maybe like the editors kind of like threw it in a little bit later than they should have. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. Like now as an adult, I see that and I'm like, oh, get it. The, the alarm probably shouldn't be ringing. Right. That means the alarm has been ringing for like for like hours. for for a long time. <laughs> Like, the cops didn't get there yeah. for 24 hours or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, it's like, I get it. He's had that mask all day. I get it. But <laughs> I try I try to have an empathy where, like, I realize that, like, maybe they were like, oh, crap. Something they shot failed. And they're like, you know what? Just throw in this scene to help it to get through what we need to get through. I mean, they could have muted the alarm sound. Yeah. And it, it would have made sense. But then you would have missed that. Aren't you gonna be late? Right. Uh, My dad he likes, likes to yell. yell too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. all stoned. Right. Um, I never got that as a kid either. No, of course. That's like a poltergeist when the parents in the beginning oh, of the movie it, are smoking the in joint. In the bed. Yeah, and you're just like, you don't know that until you're an adult. You're like, oh my uh, god, they were doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, do you remember the Paul song? The Paul song? Oh, Paul. Oh, yeah. I'll give you yeah. all. <laughs> no keys. So please, my Paul. Was she the one that ends up with the tombstone in the bed? Yeah. Yeah. She's What's the one her gets... name? A- um, Allie? Annie. Yeah. Annie. Annie. Now, that wasn't a, a real song, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Can you, like, Shazam that during the movie? Yes. Well, sh- uh, will it work if it's not the actual recording? <laughs> oh Paul <laughs> and then it's the song always scares me because I know what's what's gonna come and it's gonna be she gets choked and it's so it's hard to watch she's ah, ah, and it's like oh my god he's fucking choking her he's killing her yeah. and then he does the slice right so that's what I'm saying like he uh, chokes them for a while right and then all of a sudden he's just like alright I'm done right he's like eh, I'm bored like that's why? Why didn't you just do that so off the freaky. off the bat? Why didn't you do that? That's what makes it so freaky. But that's something what makes it psycho. That always because he feels the squirm in the throat, in the hands. You know, like he feels that squirm, and then he just slices him. <sighs> so much better than all the other Halloweens. Yeah, <laughs> so right? much better in in every way. But so I never realized as a kid that he cut her throat. Because he kind of just goes like this, and he cuts. Looks like he cuts something on the side of her throat, and I always thought of oh, a throat cutting beat. You know? Yeah, you don't really see the slice. Yeah, it's kind of like just a. He just goes by the side of her. I mean, it's budgetary, right? It's right. You're right. <laughs> but that was always something that confused me as a kid. I didn't know that he was doing that. I was like, what the hell did he do there? Obviously now. But that's nitpicking. I don't want to nitpick. No, that's the thing. It's like. It's easy for someone to go in and say, well, you know, we're all the parents, you know? And it's just like, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the story arc. Yeah. We get it. You know, like, they already showed the scene where, like, the parents leave with the babysitter and they go out to their party. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to assume that the whole neighborhood's doing. The parents are going out to parties after the kids did their 6.30. It's the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Now the kids are home. The parents go out. They party. Right. And the kids are home already because they've already trick-or-treated from, like, after school, 3.30, up until, like, 6.30, 7.30, you know? That's where all the parents are. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the story. It has to do with, like, Billy looking across the street. Tommy. Tommy. Why do I keep saying Billy? Tommy. Tommy. You're right. What's it, the, the boyfriend's name who um who gets the uh With the glasses yeah. who uses the sheet? Yeah. What's his name? His name's not Billy, is it? I hope it is. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that way it makes, like. Some sense, I'm, I'm but somewhere that that kill is my favorite kill in the entire movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. my favorite kill in any horror movie. And the best part about it is, wait, go ahead, talk to me. No, no, it's your no, notes, my friend. No, 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 go, go, because I want to hear what what you're gonna say. What I love about it is that it's not the guy who was playing Michael Myers. It was a stunt. It was a stunt man. Mm-hmm. And he chose to do the head. Are you sure? The head nod. That's what I heard. Okay. That is that is my favorite part too. Yeah. The the dog like head tilt. Yeah. I know that a lot of people played the shape in this. Yeah. Called the shape in this movie. Um, I did not know that that was was one of the scenes. I know that um, Nick Castle played him mainly. Yes. Yes. Um, There was a a stuntman who played him at the end when he gets shot off the uh, balcony. Um, right, because that's the guy that falls. The production uh, designer, Tommy Lee Wallace, played him in the uh, closet scene, which is another great scene. Okay. Um, and a dog trainer played him when he killed the dog, dude. How messed up was right. that? But it's great because you can see all they show is like the hind legs of the dog. Yeah, like go lift. slack. And, like, just, like, so you know, in my head, oh. I was like, you know what? That had to be a dog trainer that's like making his dog relax. Yeah, that's just what what you're saying because you're actually scared of, of oh, Michael I don't Myers. Oh, German Shepherd die? Are you kidding me? I love German But we got to be Shepherds. in the zone of the movie. Oh, poor dog. Yes. <laughs> it's fucked she's up. She's in the laundry room. She's like, "Can you stop that dog?" And she spills the oh, butter all over herself. Oh, oh, he's fine. Must have got a hot date. Must have got a hot date. It's like she's so annoying. It's but like I, love I heard her. a squelch. Like I heard a dog. <laughs> yeah. That's not getting laid, dude. That's and like I just you, got killed or hurt. You saw him. Uh, I you didn't see him kill other mechanic, but um, you saw him dead. You saw him kill his sister when he was a kid. But this is the first time you see him like actually like on screen since then killing something. And yeah. it's like you're like even getting even more scared of him. He's been creepy. He's been creepy. You don't know what he's gonna do. Oh, he's killing a dog. Like, what would happen if like Loomis would have seen that dead person, the dead mechanic? You know, like, you're just like, oh, he's right there. And he just takes off because he sees the hospital wardrobe, you know? Talk to me. What else you got? What else you got in those notes? Where are we at in your notes, too? We are... Okay, we're at the the uh, ghost scene that you, you mentioned before. So much different than any other... 
a Michael Myers, other character. He puts on the. He puts he's on so the sheets. creepy. He's so and the glasses over it. Oh, which is like, a, does he have a sense of humor? Yeah, because that's that's funny. Because it is funny. No, it's creepy. I mean, and it's funny, creepy. yes. I mean, people try to shit on it. We're just like, doesn't she notice that he's so much taller? Tall. I heard them them say it, that. It's like, on... shut up. It doesn't matter. What matters is what's happening right now. Is she's that drunk. She's she drunk. just did it. Yes. She doesn't course, care. Of course. Where's of my course. beer? Where's my beer? And then stop s- fucking around. Something that I noticed that I never noticed when she turns around and and calls Lori, he like just slowly walks over to her with the, th- the thing on just starts choking her i picture i remembered it being more of like a just go after it type of thing but he just she's talking he just walks right over and just very starts, casually it's just full terrifying right into her throat and we talked and and when he puts the 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 other phone up to his ear oh yeah dude and you see his face turn and you finally see like the mask full like the full reveal yeah it's it's awesome this is a great movie um and we talked about this uh before the um how he places all the bodies and the reveal like dude, it's almost like a sideshow or a circus type this, of reveal the scariest part house. of this movie in my opinion or one of the scariest up until what happens after this part which is the most suspenseful is when she's walking across the street and the music and the wind and she's slowly with her hands in her pocket and you're just scared like she goes through the house looking around like there's no so... one was answering the phone right and she just he draws her in oh my God. he sets a trap it's it's an ambush right absolutely so he like he is of some kind of sane body and mind he's thinking strategically right Although it's evil, but he's thinking strategically. Absolutely. Because he kills these people, but then he props them up in, like, the guy swings down. That's crazy, the yeah. closet. He put, he dug his sister's... The, the friggin' stone. Stone up the, and, the, the, and put on the bed. Oh, man. Whew. Like, he planned this. He killed all her friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, right? It was yeah. all her friends. And then the, uh, you know, she's screaming and she's scared and... Then, in the doorway, uh, the light just shines on his mask, and you're like, "Oh, here we go!" And he misses the first time he misses, and he gets he k- gets her a little bit on the arm, and she falls. Right. And then, I mean, but before that happens, is like beautiful contrast. Absolutely. Beautiful contrast. Right. Just well done. Yeah. But she falls. And he comes around the stairs, and he's standing at the at the top, and he plants his foot, and it goes, don't, da don't, don't, da don't, ding ding ding, and he starts walking down the stairs. The way that this man moves is so perfect and terrifying. Yes, it it's, was never done the same after Nick Castle did it this way. And so I mean, like, what was there? Before Halloween, 1978. There was Texas. There Texas was Chainsaw Massacre had, but had that wasn't that was a rampant. It wasn't like that. No, Chainsaw I mean, he, he was the first. Michael Myers was the first. The patient walking right boogeyman. When he punches through that that door and she she breaks out the glass and and she's running, and she gets kind of like a a lead on him and then he starts walking across the street 
That's my favorite shot probably in the entire movie. The way that he walks across the street. And I think I remember hearing Nick Castle say that he was talking to John Carpenter and John Carpenter was like, I, I like your walk. I want you to play the, the shape. And that, that was the whole thing, you know, like, and that walk when he walks across is amazing. It's terrifying. And then she's trying to get uh, Tommy to wake up. Who is it? It's me, Tommy. It's me. Right. Okay, the whole whatever. time, the little <laughs> snot-nosed brat is up. Mm-hmm. He's up and doesn't want to go to sleep. And, like, he's totally freaked out over the the boogeyman, right? Right. Now, all of a sudden, she comes flying back to the door. And he's like, oh, I'm all asleep. What's up? You know? But, like, I guess I'm hating. I don't want to hate. I'm not hating. Sometimes no it's hard to hate. Yeah. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Salud. Cheers. So she goes into the house and um, the windows are left open. That's how he, he gets she in, gets right? She gets in the house. She closes the door. She locks it. She looks over and she's like, oh, and then, no. And then you're scared. Again, you're like, okay, the we're The window's good. No, open and it's scared. flapping in the wind. And you're then like, she just chooses got in. to just like lay down and die. And she grabs her fucking... Uh, knitting needles and she's like whatever just scared she's not gonna run anymore she's done and he misses but it, but again she, but she's a high school student right yeah what do you like what do you know what do you do you give up you freak out yeah <laughs> even like after she stabs him with the kitchen knife he falls on the ground she rolls over drops it onto the ground well she stabs him with the the needle, the the crochet the needle, needle into the neck. Into the neck. He pulls it out. Yeah, she, he he drops. She thinks he's dead for the first time. Goes upstairs. She talks to the kids then, right? Yes. And she's like, "I need you. I need you to get out." They're like, "What about the boogeyman?" She's like, no, no, no. It's fine. He's dead. And then he's standing there. He's dead. Yeah. And he's freaking just right walks there. right up the stairs. And he even looks a little more like disheveled than before. Yeah. Like he's starting to like get beat up a bit. And he's just so scary. And he comes after her. And then she, what, what can she do? Hide in the closet. And at first he's just pushing on it, pushing on it, pushing on it. And he starts breaking through and you're scared. You're scared. She's terrified. I can't believe that she had enough balls to grab that that hanger and get him in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes stabbed him. in through that closet, that's a great shot. Because uh, like, yeah. he busts through. He like quote unquote accidentally turns on the light right. which is great filmmaking oh, because like good. all you need is to light up the closet you don't need to be lit professionally you know yeah. like creepy cinema gets away with using less lighting you know um so then he's dead again right right and she talks to the kids again she tells the kids to leave and they actually leave this time and she's just like there. That's when Loomis is across the street, right? Loomis across the, the street, screaming. But before that, I don't know if it's before that. It might be before that. It could be at the same time. Almost, he sits up. That's oh, another great up. shot, dude. The sit up is sit ridiculous. Up, it's th- the sit up and the head turn to look yeah, at her. It's ridiculous. like oh, the the uh, physicality, the the goosebumps. It's like it's like dancing or something. You know, yeah. it's so perfect. Yeah. Um, and then he, he he comes after her and he starts to choke her and she's like oh and his breathing again the breathing and he's like hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> and she rips the mask off I think that's the only time she in the whole the series that's when Loomis shoots a, him 
he puts it back on first. And that, she and he has his, off, right? his, his eyes all messed he up. He puts it back on as he's putting it right back on. Crack! He puts it on crack. He goes into the Gun other shot. room. And he follows it one shot into the other room. He, and he Six shots. He fucking empties. Well, you know, pop, pop, yeah, pop, five, yeah. right? Out the window. Falls. On the ground. And they think it's over again. Was that the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, that was. it was. It was. And that always bothered me that he said it was. But, like, now I realize, like, it was. Like, He's it's gotten, not he. He never calls it he. He calls yeah, it it. They even mentioned that earlier. When the nurse was like, wouldn't you rather refer to him as he? Yeah. He's like, he is not a he. Yeah. He's an it. Yeah. And he, he could have said that that was in like saying that he's gone but he said it was maybe inside he knows that it's he's still there yeah and he looks down and he sees he's gone and that's how they end the movie there's no uh scene after to do anything it's just and the, the music hits and there's the shots of um everywhere that he's been with the breathing getting more intense and more intense and we end the movie with the breathing they never went back to the breathing. I never don't remember them doing that at all. No. It stayed with th- this movie, and that's how we end. It's a perfect ending, and it would have been great if they never made any more. Right. I was happy to see all of them. It's cool, but if they left it just like this, it would have been just fine. Something that you should do that I have merely on coincidence have started doing because I have a child. Mm-hmm. And he goes to sleep at a certain time, and things can't be as loud, right? Closed caption. Mm. I watch every movie now in my life with closed caption, and it changed my life because you pick up more things that you, you never pick up knew. So many more things where, like, background stuff being said, it right. says it on the bottom, and you're just like, oh, "Someone said that shit in the background," you know, like or like you start seeing things on the script. You're like, "Oh my god!" And sometimes. It's the script that the closed captions is giving you, and the really? character goes off script, and you see it. So they'll say one line, and then the closed captions will say a different. Oh, because they probably just, they're just putting uh, give the the, script. the, uh, the company or whoever exactly. does the, closed captions, the script, and, and they just, and type, they just it up, type it in, throw it on, that kind of stuff, you know. So like watching stuff in closed caption is like it changed our world because like I'll go back and watch like Star Wars movies, all that kind of stuff with closed caption. I'm like. I learned all the scripts, all the lines. You, it'll even say like foreboding music coming this way, or like <laughs> suspenseful music, or like you're just like, oh crap, you know, like yeah, that's good. Like it gives you this explanation where you're like, oh okay, this is definitely like it's a good follow along, you know. It's very cool. Something you see for the first time, I wouldn't recommend it because sometimes the line will come up before they say it, and it kind of <laughs> spoils it, right? But stuff you know already, it's great to look at. So I think that's that's all. Of yeah, my that's notes. amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. We both <laughs> love Halloween a lot. Um, I'm excited for the rest. I, yeah, I really am just, and, excited and, and, to delve into them and talk about them with somebody who wants to talk about this stuff with me. It's very absolutely. Cool. And like what we're gonna try to do is like after we get this out, hopefully we'll get some like Twitter questions or Facebook yeah. questions. Please, everybody. Like, Question away. Question away about stuff about Halloween, the first one, 1978, John Carpenter's. Right. And, like, 
I mean, what do we know? What do you know now? I mean, we've both been kind of geeking out, so like... Hardcore. What do you know now of this new Halloween? We know that what? Halloween 1, and that's it. 2 is gone. 3, right. 4, 5, So six, this one gone. is... Um, John Carpenter is back producing. Yes, he's producing. For the first time since, I think, the third one. Yeah, and we got some great writers... Um, a Danny McBride. Danny McBride. And what's his face is... His his bro, who who does a lot of work with him. I, I don't know his, his name. I'll look it up right now as you fill in. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis, most importantly, I think, is, is back, even though I'm a little scared. Because in, in Hollywood these days, they, they remake right. everything. She has and, a daughter, which is... Uh, right, and name? I just... I read Judy that Greer. recently, and they just cast her, her daughter. So this is... Uh, um, the, the story is coming together a little more, which is exciting. The IMDb says, Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago yeah so instead of can instead of h2o which came out um oh my god is that 20 years ago it might be 19 yeah because it was 20 years up yeah so it's been 40 years since i mean on cast almost 40 years on cast all they're giving you is jamie lee curtis and judy greer right that's it right that's i'm i'm it. amazed that they even i mean you had, think loomis uh, is uh, going to uh, show up did he die? Did Donald Pleasance die? Absolutely, no. absolutely. He did die. Yeah, he died um, right after they filmed his scenes for Halloween Six. Um, in H two O, they said that he was dead, and um, they had his like you know ghost voiceovers for the beginning. Right. But this, what I originally See, says, thought, what it says, John and, Carpenter characters, right? David Gordon Green screenplay. Deborah Hill characters. Right, from the first one. Right, Danny McBride screenplay. Right. But I think David Gordon Green is also directing it. Yes, he is. It says directed by David Gordon Green. So, you know, little by little, right? we're hearing what's coming up with this. And we originally thought that it was, it was going to be kind of like H2O, where it was going to be, um, okay, we have Halloween 1, Halloween 2... And we're going to ignore 3, 4, 5, and 6, and then they made H2O. Right. That's what we thought they were going to do again. They were going to make another Halloween 3. Um, like, you know, not the real Halloween 3, but just another what would happen after 2. And they're not including 2. They're saying, you know, like after he fell off, you know, he got shot off and right. he was gone. Maybe this is about, years like, later. universe. What the hell? We're, what we're doing uh, Terminator stuff now? Are we know. getting into Terminator? That is the conclusion of this first episode. That's right, folks. That was the first episode in the Zero DB podcast feed headliner show with me and Johnny Clark. And I'm suspecting the next one we're going to hit up is going to be Halloween 2. That's right. Halloween 2. Yes, it's a little different than the first one. It's a lot better than the rest of them. But we're going to touch upon... The differences and the disparities and like different things that happened. But we'll wait for the second podcast for that one. For now, you can reach us at zerodbpodcast.com. That's zerodbpodcast.com. Reach out with some questions, with some, uh, you know, some comments, uh, things you want us to discuss, things we're going to discuss. Um, and until then, enjoy your film and have a great night. Take care.
If you like what you just heard and saw, don't forget to subscribe. Also, check us out at zerotbpodcast.com. Thanks.